on today's episode of Bucked Up. Well, for one, I wasn't really outside that much as a youth. Like, I was in the crib because I was fat. So I was like, I'm not running around. I'm in the crib with it. Like, you were a fat kid? Yeah, I was a fat Salute kid. Salute on not being a fat kid. Right? Yeah, we made it, bro. We made it out, baby. <laughs> starting thank you for letting me pull up to your place and do this shit yeah for sure we got to talk we got to smoke a little bit yeah walk around we're in fucking philly yeah this place you... is not real what about it's not real <laughs> i don't know bro that's what they always say about us on the internet they're like philly is not a real place <laughs> like it's, it's very very real I feel, yeah, I feel like that's just people have never been outside of their own like shit. Like, they see, like, like, a fucking, I don't know, they see, like, a fucking dude chopping at a tree in a machete somewhere in Philly, or, I don't know, like, the Citizens app, you know, like, random man walking around with katana, shit like that. What's the craziest shit you've seen? Uh... I think a hostage situation. Oh, that's like I don't a, think that's anybody like a was. One. I don't think anybody was really being held hostage. I think it was care, oh, okay. bro. I think that shit was care, bro. The, the citizens app said hostage situation on fucking hostage situation on insert address here, and I'm like, that's right outside my house. I go look and I see my neighbor. This nigga's outside the window, and there's all these cops and shit. And he like, look, bro, y'all gonna have to come back with a warrant. I'm like, oh shit, okay. And then some lady walked by, and just as the cops was about to leave, I lie to you not, this lady walked by, random lady was not a part of this shit at all. She looked up and said, uh uh, he got a gun. And the whole thing just started back all over again. (laughs) Yeah, bro. Then the SWAT team came. And it was just like, it was a whole, I had somewhere to go, so I couldn't stick around to see what happened, but I saw my neighbor the next day. And he was fine? Yeah, he was walking. That shit's so not, I mean, it's definitely real. <laughs> I feel like they just want, like, they just fuck with people because they're bored. Bro. Nah, bro, I mean, motherfuckers be, he probably got into something with his baby mom, bro. Mm. Motherfuckers be calling the cops on motherfuckers. Yeah. He was probably drawn. She was probably drawn. Everybody was drawn. Somebody called. Somebody next door probably called the cops. Yeah. Honestly. I don't know. I've lived some with some crazy neighbors. I don't think I've ever... I would never call the cops on them. I'll bang. I'm a big door banger. I'll hear my neighbors yelling, and I'll just bang on that door real heavy. You know, keep it a bean with you, Buck. I've been waiting on the opportunity to call the cops on a white person. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's what you wrote to Santa Claus for. Yeah, man, I, I definitely yeah. I'm looking for a white for one at least one opportunity to call the cops on a white person. That shit would be awesome. You want a Karen out? Just like <laughs> like that African meme boy. What do you want to do? What do you what do you want to see them do? What are you calling the cops on them for? Noise complaint. Noise complaint. Noise complaint. And I and I hope that it escalates. Into a uh, what do you call it? An unlawful arrest. 
on them? Yeah, yeah, dude. What, yeah. some, like, old white lady? Because they're going to be like, really mad. That they're going to be really mad that they're being accosted. They're like, what? Well, come on, bro. This is bullshit. Then they're going to fucking escalate. <laughs> it'll, it'll work out in my favor, I'm and sure. And then it's going viral. Oh, yeah, and easy. And then it's going viral. Easy, easy. <laughs> Imagine easy. if that's what you got, that's what you went viral bro, for. Bro, I would, if I, if that uh, happened, I would start a, a I would start an OnlyFans where the all I post is content of me calling the cops on different white people. <laughs> all justified, though. I'm not going to just be calling the cops on nobody for nothing. I don't know, though. Yeah. I feel like they had, All right. I didn't call the cops. I had a fucking... I was on a date once yeah. with a girl, and I don't know why I had to fucking <laughs> say that. <laughs> but a dude pulled an assault rifle on us. What the fuck? On the date. To to y'all? Yeah, it literally pulled it out, like kind of to rob us. Okay. All right, because like, first I'm like, well, what did down, you do to... But I like talked him down. Damn. Doing that shit. Even then, I'm not calling the cops on him. He's just having a bad day. Yeah, I was about to say, it says a lot about him. Because it's like, you really don't need an assault rifle to rob somebody. So he's definitely overcompensating I think I'd be more something. scared with a knife. Oh, yeah. Now, I always say... um, yeah, it takes yeah a nigga that'll get into a knife fight is way more gangster than a nigga that'll get into a gunfight. For <laughs> yeah. sure, I the scariest motherfuckers I know carry a knife. Yeah, like a crocodile Dundee like shit. Flick that shit out in a heartbeat, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> bro, trying to get a knife away from a nigga is like a crazy feat, bro. <laughs> like that's like. Like, my man over here, he do kung fu, and he reacted like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you, real, you, really, you really do kung fu and shit? Yeah. I feel like that's such a good skill. You need to know how to protect yourself. Yeah. In case you're in a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> kung fu will help you then. Yeah, 100%. All right. On a more serious, that was dumb intro shit, but like... You were talking about going viral for the, calling the cops yeah. on a white person. But do you think we were talking before about like the celebrity versus the rapper shit? Do you think you can get famous off just music now? Or do you uh, think it has to be some dumb shit on top of it? No, I could definitely have merit to it. Like people definitely still fuck with good shit. It's just everything is about marketing. That's it. Like if you if you don't have in marketing prowess or you're not with people who don't have marketing prowess, then you'll just get lost into the into obscurity. But marketing sucks. Yeah, so does fucking jobs. Yeah. You know, but it's shit you got to do in order to fucking make ends meet, man. It's like which way. And also, marketing is actually fun. Like advertising, marketing sucks. Advertising is fun. Advertising is fun, but you need to have that that marketing strategy in order for the advertising to even be effective. But advertising is fun. You know what I'm saying? Like coming up with a little bullshit commercial, as long as you don't treat your audience like they're stupid. But don't you feel like you wearing a mask and shit and like that's like anti-marketing? Like you're almost, you're, you just want it to be off of it. Nah, it's anti, I don't want a nigga to come up to me in a bar because he see my face and think he know me. But weren't you saying you kind of do want that though, like the no, rap persona? Like, shit? like, like I want, I want uh, niggas to fucking treat me like royalty as far as like the way that they pay rappers to do things and buy their stuff. 
Like that's that's really the thing. Like you know, getting invited to places and stuff. Like that's cool. Like I don't one hundred percent care because I don't got FOMO, but I do notice that there's definitely a difference in the way that like recognizable public figures get treated. It's just like um, it's not really about the whole rapper thing. More so about just being a public figure mm-hmm. and shit like that, and people recognizing certain people and being like, "Oh yeah, man, your money's no good here." Shit like that. You know, you you notice those types of things. You think it's different than the producer? Uh, definitely. Producers uh don't really get invited anywhere unless they've figured out a way to take advantage of celebrity in some way, shape, or form. And they more often than not won't because you know producers are usually more reclusive and shit. Why? Uh, shit beats me, man. I'll be outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, dude. You don't? I'll I be out. I don't know why producers... I mean, I get... Well, realistically, like, in order to execute good art, isolation is important. <clears throat> so that that that's definitely an aspect. But that's with any type of artist, though. That's with any type of artist. But I don't know. You know, there's there's a... So we have... We as producers, we kind of have, like, a reputation of, like, being shut-ins or being grumpy or not touching grass or whatever it is that niggas be saying on the internet and shit who need us for our beats. But you rap too. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's like the comedian thing. Like if you want to be a comedian, you kind of want the attention. And I don't make music, but I see a producer or someone who just wants to make the art and be behind the scenes. Well, think about this. Why does anybody want attention? Like psychologically. Dopamine. Yeah. It's just, you know, everything's a drug, man, you know? That performance, that first time you get on stage, when like... people be like, yo, man, good show. It's just like, you get high from that. Yeah. Most artists are uh, fucking addicts. Yeah. Like, we're just addicted. For better or worse. We're just addicted to that feeling. Mm-hmm. And then the creation of art is just the chase of that dragon, I guess. Yeah, it's like getting back to that point. But that's why I don't like the marketing. I just want to do the art. I just want to feel that feeling. Oh, I, I hate the marketing. Like... I hate the marketing. I just understand how necessary it is in order for for shit to pop the way that somebody wants it to. Yeah. But I think shit, all right, so I'm talking to AA, and yeah. he's talking about that video that you remixed and how that shit just started everything. What video? With him, the Black Hitler shit. Oh. <laughs> you know? And it's not like he promoted that. It's not like that was meant to be like a certain thing. Oh it yeah, that one video that he took down. You know? He took the video down or some Where shit. Where he got called out by the homeless people. <laughs> he got called out by the homeless people. Yeah. But that shit happened naturally. That's right, not right, like... right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just natural. I don't know. It's kind of. It's. I mean, there's definitely a formula to this shit, but there's also just like that random, like, oh shit, that wasn't. That wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't supposed to take place. You don't care where the thing gets created from. Nah. Like, as long as it's... I mean, yeah, no, not really, to be completely honest. Like, especially if no one's going to fucking find out. You could sample something from a porno, and nobody would know unless... (laughs) Unless they've seen that porno. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you really want to 
tell everybody that you saw that porno. That's that's like being porno Eskimo bros. Like, yo, I've seen that before. Like, that's crazy. Don't tell me. Like, <laughs> you, yeah. Yo. Yeah, Eski Knack and Grubby Paws has a whole album. Like, I want to fuck Carmen Hayes. And Man, one thing I will fucking... not do is bond with a nigga over a porn star. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> if you see a porn star out in public that you recognize, are you saying something? It depends on what era of my life I recognize that porn star from. Because <laughs> if it's Pinky, <laughs> I don't know if you know who Pinky is, but the general public will know who the fuck I'm talking about. If it's Pinky, I don't know, bro. I might have to shoot my shot. <laughs> Are there famous porn stars anymore? Uh, Yeah, dude. You got fucking like Mia Khalifa, and right? Alexis, Texas, or something? Aren't they older, though? Are they? Well, yeah, me and Khalifa quit porn, huh? I don't know. I've never watched any of these broads' videos, man. I don't like like that kind of shit, man. Yeah, I'm not into porn, man. I don't like porn. (laughs) You were the one who brought it up, and I was just going to go on the tirade. Fucking fucking watch porn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, real? I I don't know if I believe you or not. (laughs) You got the Nickelodeon hoodie on, so legally you can't say it. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Do they still do those Nickelodeon, the fucking, the slime fest shit? Nah, dude, Drake fucked that up for everybody. What did Drake do? He posted a picture of Holly Berry getting slimed and oh. made it out and called it slime you out. Yeah. Now everyone's like, well, what does slime you out mean? <laughs> <laughs> so no, I don't I don't think Nickelodeon is gonna be sliming anybody out for a while. They ruined that. Drake, that's a PR nightmare. I don't know. We'll see what happens at the next Kids Choice Awards. Yo, what would be a crazy twist is if Drake got invited to the next Kids Choice Awards. <laughs> To present. To perform that song. Oh, my fucking God. Him and SZA. Yo, that would be epic. But like the Kids Bop version, though. And then it gets... Yo, Kids Bop was the craziest business It's a wild concept. It's a wild Wild, concept. Wild. I felt like it could make a comeback. Making kids versions of Yeah, through the vehicle of TikTok. Yeah, I think it could make... Because, bro, kids are listening to all of this music that they should not be listening to. Anyway, they know this shit like the back of their hands, so I feel like, I don't know, if somebody thought to do it, if Kidsbot made a TikTok, you you hear that, Kidsbot? Make you sure you, I'm going to send you an invoice. You think music actually fucks with the kids? Music? Do I think yeah, music like, fucks you, with the kids? Yeah, you're saying yeah, like... fuck yeah, I think music, oh wait, oh, I thought you meant like, yo, we fuck with the kids. No, no. Uh, I, I mean, thought you like, meant like Wu Tang is for the children. Listening <laughs> to ratchet shit is gonna make them ratchet. Do you oh, believe well, that not thing? make them ratchet, but it will affect their psychology. One hundred percent. The music I grew up listening to affected my psychology. I grew up listening to Danger Doom. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like it, it will affect your psychology. It's it's, a, it's an equation. It's like your the media your media intake, uh, you know your support system and your environment. Those are the three things that kind of make up how you how you're gonna you know present yourself in, in society. And we take these kids; they listen to drill. Uh, most of their uh, their parents are you know not too 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 much older than them, and uh, the environment is you know a low income, usually like a high crime rate and shit. So it's like that equation 
you're going to get a young boy that is going to kind of match perfectly into the shit that he already knows. And it sucks. I hate I hate to think about it that way because it's like, you know, there was this thing white people were like, oh, it's the rap music or black, even black parents like, oh, the rap music is doing this to the kids. But in some small subset of hip hop, yes, there is some music that is blatantly just about murder. And if children listen to it, then they'll eventually, I don't know, think about murder, rap about murder, be around people who like, you know probably fucking do crime and shit because that's the shit that they see growing up it's what they think is cool i'm not gonna lie crime is cool that shit is cool as hell i didn't say it was good and i'm not saying i condone it it's just cool like cigarettes sir i would say certain crimes are cool i mean like crime is a I concept think, yeah <laughs> i think going against like the, the umbrella <laughs> going against the system is cool things definitely can get depraved for sure yeah but I also think that if you put shine attention to something, mm -hmm. then it gives you a more knowledge base on that and maybe will make it easier. Like you say you found Danger Doom and that definitely affected you. Yeah. Well, then how did you find it to get you to that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a weird... I found it and my environment was like my crib. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm like watching TV... And then I see this fucking dude, Danger Doom. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like how you find things is based on how your shit is structured. Now everything is structured to just be in your hand wherever you are. So it's like you could be at school and your friends could be, they could stumble across some shit and you'd be like, oh, what's that? That sound hot. You know what I'm saying? There's no, like, there's almost no way to really filter what kids is, is intaking. The only thing you could really do is kind of review everything that, that they that they're into and then take the time to explain to them what may or may not be uh appropriate for them. But the only issue with that is like kids genuinely don't understand why shit matters. Like that's 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 a thing. Kids don't understand why things matter. Like not to not to say that they like can't comprehend, but like they just don't get why certain shit is or isn't important. But and you have to be they have you have to you have to take the time and do the work to explain to them why certain shit is or isn't important. But isn't there a reason that you connected to someone like Doom versus someone who might like connect to a different type of music? Definitely. Like it's like what you're bo it's kind of like predetermined destiny type shit. You know, even though I even though I reject predeterminism, <laughs> I, I can agree with you in a sense. But I feel like I don't know. Like it's all it's all happenstance, though. It's all chance. I think it's I think it's heavily based and rooted in chance. But so you think about what are the odds of a black kid in the hood in two thousand six seven finding MF Doom, a black kid from North Philly who everybody else is listening to Cassidy. Uh, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. Gilly, and all these things. So it's like, how did how would I have come across that? Well, for one, I wasn't really outside that much as a youth. Like I was in the crib because I was fat. So I was like, I'm not running around. I'm in the crib with it. Like you were a fat kid. Yeah, I was a fat. Salute kid. on not yeah. being a fat kid. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, we made it, bro. We made it out, baby. <laughs> made it out the muck in the ground. <laughs> so it's like, bro. It's like I'm in the I'm in the crib. Like if you in the crib. And you have any 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 wits about you, you are eventually going to come across Adult Swim. If you didn't come across Adult Swim, then I don't know what the fuck you were doing. You wasn't in the crib. You was probably watching shows you shouldn't have been watching, like 
fucking the George Lopez show. Oh, and, and, <laughs> or the or Cosby the show. Cosby show. <laughs> or your parents just was like, fuck that. Turn the goddamn TV off and you just listened. I didn't listen when these niggas told me to turn the TV off, so I found Adult Swim. Oh, I had a TV in my room. I was a menace. I had it in my room, but it ain't had no cable on it. But what I did was I found like a cable wire and I plugged that shit in the back of my TV and threw the, threw the shit into my grandmother's room because our room was connected through a door. I plugged my cable box, my TV into her cable box. I was stealing my grandmother's cable. But I could only watch whatever she had on. So I would have to sneak into her room. It was a two-part operation. I had to sneak into her room and change the channel to what I wanted it to be on. Actually, it was a three-part operation because when she like came Mission back, <laughs> when she came back, I had to make sure that that shit wasn't... Actually, it was a four-part operation <laughs> because she had a padlock on her door, so I had to unscrew yeah. the padlock. <laughs> Bro. You, know it's a bad, you know it's a bad padlock when you can unscrew it from the outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a failed padlock. Yeah, right yeah. There. And you know why she had a padlock on her bedroom door? She had the only computer in the house, and I got caught watching porn. <laughs> I thought you didn't watch porn. Yeah, I don't anymore. <laughs> After getting I learned my lesson. <laughs> you guys can't see the wink. Oh. But the reason I say that is, okay, but you, there's a reason you were a fucking, you liked an artsier type of music. Like, your taste didn't just, like, you don't just find your taste one day. Yeah. Like, me, I don't know. Like, you don't. Like, you, like people think I came into this shit. There's a lot of Griselda fans who look like me. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. But I didn't find Griselda the way that everyone found him. Mm -hmm. I met Conway back in 2015. But right now, it's like, oh, yeah, he, a lot of people think I just, like, hopped on the bandwagon. But it goes that's back weird, to that's what... That's a weird thing to think. In my personal opinion, it's a weird thing to think. What is? That, that you just hopped on the bandwagon. Why Why do you say that? Because it's like, I don't know. It's like, well, what what, pre what preceded that to them? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what what idea of you do they even have before they saw this for them to think, oh, this guy just hopped on the bandwagon. Like, that's, that's so, like, small-minded. Do you feel that way about yourself? Like, do people ever feel that way, say that shit about you? I saw some, I saw some jerk-off comment. He's just happy to be here. I, I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there's some people who probably feel like I prefer Derringer. Shout out Derringer, the big homie. Uh, but I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, on, hip, online hip-hop fan fiction and, and all that stuff, like, that's just entertainment to me. I don't even take that shit seriously. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that anybody. If anybody would think that I just hopped on the bandwagon, I guess they would just be in their own little echo chamber because this shit was like a fucking. This shit was like a whole scavenger hunt for me. How do you remember how like how you found out about that shit? Yeah, I mean, I don't remember the initial catalyst. I feel like it was blog shit at first. Like, I heard Gunn's voice on a blog. Like, I saw maybe, I think I probably saw SummerSlam 88, maybe. It might have been something before that. Um, And I texted Fly Anakin, and I was like, yo. <laughs> 
y'all, you heard this West Side Gun do? He said, yeah, I'm already knowing. Because <laughs> I, I heard the voice and I'm like, hey, yo, hold up a second. But their voice is definitely, like, once you really lock in, like, their voices are completely different. But, um, yeah, no, nah, uh, so I started, it wasn't an immediate click, but I think what it was was, it's probably SoundCloud. I probably saw the cover for uh, Don't Get Scared Now. And I was like, damn, this is like cool. What the fuck is this? And then it immediately became probably my most, the most memorable album to me from their catalog and shit. As far as like memorable goes, like Don't Get Scared Now was like, because like I feel like Don't Get Scared Now was like, that's like the introduction to the general public to mock. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot of niggas was put on to mock off of Don't Get Scared Now or maybe uh, Roses is Red and So Is Blood. Mm-hmm. Which are two of my favorite projects from that whole shit. <clears throat> but yeah, I remember listening to Don't Get Scared Now and thinking like, I don't, I got to figure out how to make myself a part of whatever it is these guys got going on. That's like a direct quote from my brain. So so how did you? Uh, Mock's email was just there i think in the bio of one of his social media pages and uh i emailed him a beat i think i emailed him a few beats never responded i was like oh oh well i don't have fomo so uh but then i had made a beat and i'm like damn this just slaps this is hot i'm like nah i gotta send him this joint and then i realized i had never even sent the other four beats so i just sent them all at once and then he just responded back with a uh, with a flame emoji, and here we are. It always all right, but it always is that way. <clears throat> I remember seeing the Reject Two album cover, mm-hmm. Conway, <clears throat> with the back of his head and shit, mm-hmm. and being like, "Yo, this shit's so hard that I have to listen to whatever it is." Yeah, Cause that shit's so crazy. How you felt about the album? It's funny cover. how marketing and advertising works. Yeah, <laughs> but it. But this goes back to the predetermined shit, though. Mm-hmm. It's because a lot of people don't care about that at first, or don't even know that they care about that. Yeah, at that's first. the thing. A lot of people don't know when they're being advertised to, which is key factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, key factor for sure. Shout I out. know when I'm being advertised to. You ever seen uh, They Live? Come on, bro. <laughs> I almost if, wore the t-shirt. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> bro, if anybody's going to write a They Live sequel, it's going to be me. I'm going to get blessings directly from John Carpenter after he hears my idea. Everything stays under rest, but you heard it here first, folks. They Live again. I was talking to Davino. And Davino was saying, I have to give the credit where the credit is due. And Davino was saying, A.A. Rashid, shout out, A.A. was saying this, that with attention, like, you don't even get to choose, like, if you give your attention to something, you don't get to choose what that thing gives on to you. Like, you just get to choose where you give your attention. But you don't get to choose what you like. Nah, that's not true. You do get to choose what you like? Yeah. Now, I, I, I feel like the sentiment is more like we don't know. I feel like the sentiment is more along the lines of like we don't have natural interest in these things unless they come into our cognition. Like like our interests were manufactured for us, 
So it's like, we don't know that we like McDonald's because it didn't exist before somebody made it and put it in our face, but now we love it. So it's like, maybe that's kind of like, I feel like that might be more of the thing, but I don't think that you don't have a choice in what you like because your likes can actually change over years. Because it's like, I used to like Eminem. <laughs> you know, so now it's like, you know. What made you not like Eminem? <laughs> uh, his, uh, some, some things never change and some things do. Let's keep it at that. <laughs> I love Eminem. I just don't like him right now. Then what made you choose this as a medium? Because you are talking about like you want to write screenplays and TV shows and cartoons and you're an artist mm -hmm. and you rap and you produce and like you have all these different fucking mediums. And what makes you choose what you're going to put your time towards? whatever pays bottom line baby like because it's like i'm naturally an artist like you know what i'm saying so it's like to me now that i got that out the way i shouldn't have to focus on like that it should just come to me naturally i should focus on getting paid for my efforts whatever those efforts may be and i think i think that it's sad that some people put business prowess or business acumen to the waist to the wayside or the back burner or don't even think about it at all because they think that it'll fuck with their like uh, artistic integrity. That's where the concept that a starving artist came up from, which is also another marketing ploy. I don't believe in a starving artist. Our artists literally are the backbone of society. Like one of the one of the one of the uh, backbones of society. Society got a big back. <laughs> Keep going on the starving artist uh, thought. Yeah, I don't know. I think the starving artist thing is bullshit. It's like uh, somewhere early in the game, uh, motherfuckers thought that like they would have to like stay away from certain institutions in order to like produce like. Uh, art that's going to be true to themselves or their message or whatever, you know, however they want to like po uh, posit this, the concept. But uh, look at me, look at motherfuckers like Roy Lichtenstein. You ever heard of this dude, Roy no, Lichtenstein? I haven't. He's solid. Let me look this dude up just so I can show you his shit. But yeah, Roy, he was an artist. Like he's an artist for a long ass time. And the nigga, uh, he was an art teacher and shit. Like, and you know that, that kind of crude joke if you can't, uh, who are those who can't te do teach or whatever, but um, this nigga Roy, he had a really unique style for uh for his time and shit, and it was like, I don't know. In my opinion, I feel like Roy was. What, oh, I do know who he is. Yeah, the, dude. like the dot. Can I hold it up to the camera yeah. just so they can see? I feel like Roy was to art what Andy Warhol thought that he was. If that like if that makes sense, like I feel like he was just an, like he was an artist, but the the thing is he had the he had the um he had the blessing of having somebody who understood how marketing psychology works and how to advertise a person to other people and shit. This nigga Warhol like he just did that in his own brain, like he didn't even need a team. Like that's why you know marketing and advertising this definitely has this dubious undersized to it when you get with shit like that. But when you get shit like this. <clears throat> 
that's where you really start to flourish and shit. Like this nigga, <clears throat> teachers don't really get paid much, and I can imagine they got paid even less back then. So I'm saying, like, for all intents and purposes, he probably could have been considered a starving artist. But he had a shitload of work, and there was somebody who believed in him. So the dude knew how this whole business worked. So what he did was he gassed this nigga up to all his investors and all his buyers. He was like, yo, this next dude is really him. Like, y'all don't even understand. Like, this guy is bull. Like... They're like, what? Like, yo, bro, listen, like, like, let me see something. Like, no, 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 you got to wait, bro. You got to wait. Like, bro, let me see something. Like, all right, I'll show you one thing. Like, whoa. Like, he's doing this to everybody. You know what I'm saying? He's running it up. And uh, so come day of his, Roy's first show, his first show, um, all of his pieces sold out before the show opened. Because all the homies, buyers was like, nah, I need that. Nah, I need that. Everybody was like, nah, I need that. I need all of that. Dude became an instant legend overnight. Now, there's a few things that come in the fact of that. Chance, probability, uh, skill, but marketing. Marketing and advertising. That one dude knew how to like advertise this guy to the most important people in his circle in order to like give this motherfucker a quantum leap. And it's like people will say, oh, these things are natural, but a for there's nothing, I feel like formulas are also natural as well. I don't feel like there's anything inorganic about coming up with a formula when the, the formula came from a, a pattern recognition machine. So that's how, that's how I feel. It's like, yo, artists definitely need to get more into the business side of things. Cause it's like, you can't really be a corporate fuck when you're like one person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not a part of a machine. You just know how the machine works so you can build your own goddamn machine. Yeah. <clears throat> but don't you not like shit that's... I feel like I have to say pause before saying this anyway. But I'm serious. Like, don't you feel like you like... You don't... Like, I don't like shit that's shoved down my throat. Fuck no. Which is why it's like you don't treat your audience like, you're, like they're stupid. Because if you think they're stupid, then you have to shove shit down their throat. Mm, so that's what you're talking about, that guy versus the Warhol shit. Mm, Warhol like, shit was shoved down our fucking throats, dude. Like, and other artists who I won't mention, but Warhol was definitely just like, and it was just like, all right, we get it, bro. Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol. What makes someone a natural talent? Uh, I feel like I don't even have the authority to say that. But I guess maybe... Um, um, I don't know, maybe like a firm understanding that informa uh, imagination is more important than knowledge. Maybe. Wait. Like a natural understanding that, that imagination is more important than knowledge or information. Mm. Yeah, like if you try to understand the world, you just kind of get lost in it. Yeah, if you just keep moving with it. Like logic will only take you, but so far, and I feel like a lot of people don't know this. That logic will only take you so far. Logic will only take you, but so far in life. So what? What carries you the rest of the way? Thinking outside the box, imagination. No one that's successful lives within the pattern that they, the world has created. The world teaches is the right pattern to live by. Mm -hmm. 
That's why I like people who are outside the box or think differently or do differently. Like people. that that dude, uh, Mr. Beast? Mm-hmm. He's an interesting-ass dude. A YouTuber nonetheless, but might be the greatest YouTuber we've ever seen. Well, he doesn't, like, sleep unless he wants to sleep. I mean, shit. That's a, that sounds weird. That sounds like a high thought. No, he got the money to do that. He got the money to do that. That nigga got the money to, to yeah. to. And you know what? Actually, yeah, no, nah, I was watching my, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Art School Confidential. This nigga Adam Scott was playing an alumni to the school these niggas went to. And he came back to do like a little seminar or whatever. And like, uh, could you could you hit me with this shirt, bro? He came back to the do one a thing little... you can't do with the mask. Yeah, let's shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he came back to do this little seminar and shit. And like, you know, he was cracking. He was cracking wise. Uh, he was like, um, people were asking him questions like, oh, what kind of education do you feel like you got here? With all this other shit. He was like, fuck all of that shit. You got. I'm gonna. I'm. I know what you guys really want to know. It's, how much money do I make? And everyone started laughing, and then some dude raised his hand. He's like, why are you such an asshole? And everyone started laughing more. He's like, no, that's actually a good question. I'm an asshole because that is my true nature, and I've gained the freedom to express my true nature. And what could be more beautiful than truth and freedom? And I saw that shit, and I'm like, God fucking damn. That kind of sums up every rich asshole or philanthropist or... Even not a rich person, but just a well-off person, it's like you can't really express your true nature and to the fullest unless you kind of had the money to do that shit. Do you think you can be successful and nice? Successful and nice, like yeah. a like a good person. Yeah, like a yeah. nice person. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people think that you got to step on people to get to the top, but. More often than not, these are usually people who are not even playing that game, so they don't really know the politics of the game. You actually have to be nice to everybody. You you have to be, for all intents and purposes, like in places like Hollywood, like if you're an asshole, if you actually step on people, motherfuckers ain't gonna fuck with you. Like obviously there's underhanded Machiavellian things that you can do. Like you could say, oh, I wrote this thing and someone else wrote it. You know what I'm saying, but like you, I, I, I believe that you just you have to be a good person that people want to be around in order to get to a, a higher place in like success in society. So you don't believe in the like industry weirdo. Uh, I think the whole industry weirdo thing comes more from people having a parasocial relationship with people who they like don't want to admit that they idolize. So it's like when you can't connect with a person in that way, it frustrates you. You know what I'm saying? So you're, now you're like, oh, dude's a fucking weirdo. But it's like the truth is dude doesn't really know you that well. And you don't even really understand his metric or friendship or associates. You don't know who he may be comfortable wanting, how many people he may be comfortable having around him. You don't know how many he may be comfortable communicating with people because of where he's at or where she may be at in their, in their career or whatever or their life. So I feel like the industry weirdo thing really is just a misconstrued, like it's just a misunderstanding between people who just don't fucking know each other actually. 
And that's why you don't want motherfuckers coming <laughs> up to you at the bar. <laughs> like, bro, what? Like, listen, all my, all my. <laughs> Thank you for letting me pick your brain on all this. Shit. All my supporters, bro. Like, if you ever just so happen to see me out in Philly with the mask on, like, don't say anything. Like, it's fine. Like, you saw me. Good for you. Like, you don't have to, like, be weird, take a picture, or say, yo, Saru. Like, if I see you, I'm not going to say nothing to you, bro. Because now I feel like you disrespecting me. I might want to slap the shit. Like, I'm just fucking <laughs> Do you think taking a picture with someone has ever helped someone's career? That's like such a big thing. Maybe. It's like you get a picture with someone and you're like. Maybe on the ground level. It's like signatures. I don't think the only time I've ever. Like in the pizza store. In the pizza store picture is like Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yeah, you were right, you were right <laughs> at a diner. Yeah. At the diner, it's always like fucking... Leo Papa Cristos is my favorite. Yeah. Chuck Norris ate a fucking piece of French toast at this table yeah. right here. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what pictures is like. I mean, it's really about the person. It's really because it's like motherfuckers is like... We're all... I don't know, bro. We're all like... Everybody likes to have keys dangled in front of their faces from time to time, you know, depending on who they are. Most people dangle some keys, niggas going to clap their hands. Ooh. <coughs> so I, don't, <laughs> I don't even like, I don't even be taking pictures with celebrities, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. Because it's like, bro, dude, you, you can't even imagine how many niggas I've met where I'm not taking a picture. I was just with Eric Andre a couple of days ago. No picture. Who's the most famous person you've met? Jay-Z. Oh, wait. No, not Jay-Z. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. <laughs> Cut that from the record. Um, said the, scratch. <laughs> it's the most famous real. person I've ever met. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hmm. Like famous to me or like famous like in the whole wild no, world? No, no, no. Famous in the whole wild world. Just All right. Like, give me like, like a hot second. <laughs> Terrence Howard. <laughs> was he pitching you as well? As Wells? He was like, I don't. He was in Philly filming something, bro. I don't. <laughs> and he just, he was just walking around because he knew that people would like be like, oh my god, it's Terrence Howard. Like I know that's what he was doing. And then he went. Oh. Hey, hey, man, what's going on, man? Like, he just kept giving everybody, hey, man, hey, hey, man, hey, what's going on, man? Like, <laughs> nigga was just walking through, like, <laughs> hey, Terrence Howard, hey, man, hey, man. <laughs> so he liked it. Yeah, he was he loving was, that shit, bro. He was eating it Eat up. that shit up, bro, uh -huh. for sure. That's probably why he's so famous. You know what? Fuck that shit. Most famous person I've met, Charlie Day. Charlie Day is way more oh, famous than Terrence Howard. Charlie Day. Yeah. Fire. Yeah, I love Charlie. Bro, he oh almost smoked weed God. with me, bro, but he was with the waitress and their baby. Really? Isn't it crazy that I they're... So I was trippy. about to be like, who the waitress? But yeah, no, it is crazy. It makes perfect sense, because I think, isn't Mac uh, married to D? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh -huh. so it makes perfect sense. Oh, smoking weed with him. I always think about that. I want to know if, like, celebrities really smoke <coughs> like they say they smoke. <laughs> Like, I don't think Seth Rogen can. I think I can keep up with him. Nah. Danny Brown's sober now, so I can say this. Like, I've outsmoked Danny on so many fucking occasions. Where it's like, I feel like if I can outsmoke him, I can outsmoke anybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Seth Rogen, I think he's the real deal. You don't, you. I got the lighter. Oh, yeah. I think he's the real fucking deal. Oh.
Do you think weed helps anxiety or makes you more anxious? <coughs> Shit. As you die, you're I'm sorry. Put your arms up. <coughs> oh man. <coughs> uh, you also just waterboarded yourself. <coughs> Alright. Uh, Extend diaphragm. Uh, hands up. Technique. It's like the cop it's like the cops just walked in. <laughs> so yeah. I'll smoke anybody under the table. <laughs> Just not on the bomb. <coughs> nope. Once though, let's go. Animos was the guy who told me I should start bringing my bong around. He's like, fuck it. That's a good and idea. So I just started bringing it around. I thought about bringing mine around. It's a little shorter. <coughs> it's also just silly. Yeah. This is just silly. It's Being a silly way to... Like... You can't look cool smoking a bong. You can look cool smoking a blunt or a joint. Hmm. I beg to differ. I think bongs are the coolest. <laughs> Everybody's always so scared of them. Yeah, because you die. You have to raise your hands above your head because you're coughing so much. Like, I don't know about that shit, man. <laughs> the only yeah. thing I won't fuck with is the dabs, bro. You got me on that. That's like what weed's real drugs. I do like dabs. it though. That should kill a nigga. You know you can say stuff, right, man? A world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like free basin weed. Yeah. I do free think people are scared about smoking glass. Like, there's a preconceived notion about like, oh, you're heating up, fucking. I remember I gave my bowl to a homeless guy once, <laughs> and he just started heating the bottom of it up. <laughs> That's so wholesome. Bro. Yeah, that is, is, is kind of cute. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like a it's like a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's hard. I hope he's bar. having a good day today. I hope he still has that bowl. <laughs> I gave it to him. Nah, man, he uh, traded that for goods and services. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I just I just traded a homeless nigga. Like, like a dime of weed for some AirPods. That's hard. Yeah. What's the rarest thing a homeless guy's had? Oh, my fucking guy. I can't believe you asked me this. Okay. <laughs> Fucked up. Sometimes we have good questions. Okay. So I was on my way to New York. I was in an Uber going to the bus stop. I seen this homeless nigga walking down the street with a fucking... Tommy Hilfiger goose, bubble goose, with the flag on the back. Vintage drama. I couldn't even believe my eyes, bro. I like leaned into the Uber driver and I said, follow that man. <laughs> he did, which he, he obliged, five stars. Bro, I, we pull up when this nigga hop. Mind you, I'm with my girl at the time. Like, <laughs> hop out on this nigga, right? I'm like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> excuse me, sir. How much for the jacket? 
I lie you not. He said, I don't know, man. I paid a lot for this joint. Like, bro. Like, <laughs> like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> you walked really fast out of a store. That's like, you know, pretty, like, that joint was dirty as hell, bro. Like, that joint looked like, that joint looked like that he, the, the day he got it since, <laughs> like, it looked like it came from 1996 and it's oh, been that geez. way. Up to this day, like he's like, I lost my house, I lost my car. So like, this is all I, I got left teeth. to remember oh that point in my time of life. Jacket. <laughs> like, I lost my wife. I'll my give you sixty dollars for the jacket, sir. He's like, shit. All right. <laughs> I go in my pocket. I had fucking spent twenty on some bullshit. I'm like, damn, bro, I got forty five. He was like, sure, I'll take that. I'm like, I look at him, look, man. Go buy another jacket. He said, okay. <laughs> bro, I look at that, John. Boom. Reversible. Yes, bro. Reversible, bro. Bro, watch that shit, bro. In fact, I wore that shit at my first public appearance in Sadu Gold with the Rorschach mask. There's probably a picture floating around the internet somewhere. Where was it? Uh, this dude, Dean, ill villain, had organized the show out in Jersey somewhere. There was a lot of heads that popped up there. Camouflage Monk was there. Shout out. There was a lot, was a lot of heads in that, John. I feel like Rome might have been there. It was, yeah, it was a lot of like, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely an incubator space for what the fuck was going on. One of the, one of the many. You like thrift shopping? Do I like thrift? Nah, thrifting is dead. I like it sometimes, but I like, I'm always like, damn, someone definitely died in this shirt. Shit, bro. Call me the Harbinger. I'm trying to... <laughs> I'm, trying I'm, to not, I'm just going to tell you I'm, I'm not going to call you that. I'm trying to, hit, <laughs> I'm trying to hit those estate sales. I'm just being honest. I ain't calling you Yo, that. if anybody dies, hit me up. <laughs> I'll be at your estate sale. You don't think you could be haunted by a hoodie? I actually wrote a joke specifically about that. I, wrote, oh, I didn't know yeah. if I could ask you about that. You yeah, I wrote a joke specifically about that. I mean, I, I'm more, I'm more of like a, I'll write for uh, television, you know. Mm. But I, I did write a joke about a guy whose friend left like a haunted hoodie behind his couch. But the guy totally did it on purpose, though. And he's just like, because he doesn't like him. That's something I would do if I didn't like somebody. I would leave something haunted. A house. haunted hoodie, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah Remember bro. the SpongeBob episode with the squeaky boot? Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I There's love a SpongeBob when I can make reference for everything. Yeah. Bro, I just got a Wumbo belt the other day, man. Really? Yeah, man. Jason, I think it's called Jalen is Dead, is the name of the brand or some shit. It was random, but I had to get that shit, bro. I'll find it later. You know who the most... I just remembered who the most famous person I ever met was. Hmm. Guess who my high school graduation speaker was? I'm gonna. I'm just going to go out on the limb and say Rick Astley. I wish. <laughs> it was John Cena. Oh, that's hard. Is it that I have a picture? Wait, 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 wait. Could it, do you have a picture? Yeah. Is he visible in the picture? <laughs> We're both in our fucking high school, like, gown shit. Damn, bro. That's crazy. The invisible Cena. man himself. Yeah. That's fire. He's probably the most famous. He's pretty famous. Would you ever be a wrestler? What would your wrestler character be? Back in the day, definitely. I probably would have been, like, uh... 
some kind of like fucking Mysterio type. Well, not Ray Mysterio, but like, like, like the character Mysterio from from Marvel. I would do something like that. What would you do, go public for? Uh, I would be the type of nigga that always throws smoke bombs in the ring. Oh, you're a Batman villain. Like I'll just throw a smoke bomb and disappear. Type or are you shit. Batman? Nah, I'm not Batman. I'm definitely a vigilante though. Oh, is Batman a vigilante? Like, yeah, he's a no, vigilante. no, no. I, I'm a, I'm an anti-hero. That's what it is. Mm, yeah. You're like Deadpool. Yeah, definitely more, more of a chaotic neutral. <laughs> yeah, I always liked Punisher. Punisher has got a lot crazy. of problems. Yeah, but then every school shooter wore a Punisher. Computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, ooh, this is. It's kind of crazy how you go back and you look at all of the uh, school shooter inspirations, like Neo. Mm-hmm. I used to idolize Neo, but now I'm like, damn, this dude's just actually a Eminem. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I used to idolize this dude. Yeah. <laughs> I not not all Eminem fans are school shooters. Oh, no, of course not. But all school shooters are Eminem fans. So strange how that works. <laughs> like a square and a circle, a square and a so rectangle. So strange how that works. Uh, yo, I hope he doesn't listen to this. Nah, nah, I love him. <laughs> M knows how to. If anybody knows how to take a joke, it's M. Yeah. If anybody can laugh at them, no. The only reason I make jokes about is I don't like angry white people. Yeah. Like, like really, like he, like angry white people is just like, don't be so angry. Yeah, angry niggas, man. Angry white people, angry niggas. You know what I do? But you know what I mean, like hot. You know what I do like? Spencer. You know what I do like? I like angry Chinese people. Oh, I like that shit. Mm-hmm. That shit is dope. That shit is like that. Yeah, that's all I got to say. I grew up in a city that had a lot of Asian gangs. Yeah, and that shit was like the food, the art that I love. That I mean, hey, it's still gang shit, but like Asian gang Yo, culture. Crime is cool, man. Crime. <laughs> crime is cool. Man. I feel like the best. It's fucked, but like the worst areas always have the best food and the best art. Yeah, man. Okay, that that's a good that's a good thesis. That's a but good you were thesis. talking about how artists run the shit. Yeah, well, like, like not artists, run the shit. No, but, but artists are like artists are like the plankton of society. And I know that that might initially sound like disparaging, but like imagine what would happen if you simply removed plankton from. Do you want to hit the, this bong? I'm good. <laughs> imagine what would happen if you simply removed plankton from uh, the ecosystem. The yeah. entire world would crumble at its fucking knees. The whole fucking food chain would just like collapse. So it's like if you removed artists from society, can you imagine? <coughs> can you imagine what it would be like? Eventually, at some point in time, there would just be no society. There would be no reflection of the good or the bad. Yeah. Niggas wouldn't be able to learn from their mistakes and shit like that. Like, yeah, you would have literature, but like I said, logic can only bring you but so far. Well, that's kind of what like church and religion was in the beginning is no one had art and no one had music so you know art has always been around right but i'm talking about like old school like let's talk about like plymouth pilgrim type shit nah bro because like school america cave drawings and shit man that is true i'm talking but like it was a control art and music well some people say the dancing came before music 
and music or yeah some people think that dancing came before music some people think that music came before dancing shout out natty jane that's her philosophy but um yeah i don't know man like i feel like the shit old it just it didn't really have like form structure or nomers for it you know what do you think's more important sound or words definitely sound for sure for sure sound Cause like you can't even have words without sound. Yeah. Like a beat is more important than the rap over it, the words over it. Cause it's like, if mathematically speaking, how many niggas is gonna want to stand around and listen to a nigga just saying words, versus how many niggas will Excuse stand me. around? We're on a podcast right now. That's, <laughs> my, whole, that's my whole argument. Well, they don't have to stand around. No, they can do this in the comfort. But it's like, yo, you got a bunch of people. There's a guy on the corner, and he's just like rapping. No beat. All right, that's going to be entertaining for a while. People are going to be, that's going to be cool. But eventually, like, the crowd will start to fade. And it might not be that big of a crowd to begin with because not that many people are going to be like, yo, this nigga's rapping. And rap is dope. But if the nigga just so happened to be next to somebody who was doing some bucket drumming, and maybe another nigga who was scraping a pan or something, people be like, yo, this shit kind of hot. It's a yeah. difference, bro. It's just a difference. Like, uh, I mean, that, I don't know if you could have, no, nah, you could definitely, we could go without words. No, nah, yeah, we can go without words. We, we used to be telepathic, so fuck, we don't really need words. I do think, I don't think anyone's ever left a comedy show as happy as they've left a concert. Like music, like <laughs> hearing music, like I, I'm a comedian, but like, and you can have a good time and you can laugh, yeah. but music gives you a different feeling. Like I don't know, man, leave. have you ever gone to see Chappelle live? I've never seen Chappelle, but I've seen some of the. Who are some of your greats that you've seen live? Uh, shit. I've seen a lot of people. Who are, yeah, who top are three. you? Top, top. Who are your favorite? No, no, comedians? I'm interviewing you now. All right. Top three. Top three. Um, that you've seen. The hardest I've laughed, best comedians, Miss Pat. Oh, yeah, one. that's a great one. I don't think there's anyone funnier alive. Honestly, I, yeah. I think Miss Pat's probably the funniest person alive I right now. I fuck with that. I fuck with that. She's, I don't think I've ever laughed harder than when I've seen her live. I don't think anyone's realer. Yeah. Just like, she just is spitting. She's just bar bro, middle, after middle bar. Middle-aged black like, woman, bro. <laughs> the fucking, yeah. And Rabbit, her book is so good. All right, Miss Pat, Joey Diaz. Okay. Oh, solid. Joey Diaz, another solid. person I don't think I've ever laughed as hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, ooh, I mean, like, I've seen Bill Burr, I've seen Tom Segura, I've seen Louie, I've seen, I've seen, like, I've seen so many fucking but comedians. But it was, like, Miss Pat. Miss Pat, Joey, and, and Joey. maybe Duncan Trussell. Ooh, yeah, I saw Duncan too. Yeah, oh, you saw Duncan. I saw Duncan. Oh. Yeah, he came to Philly. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> he so inducted under, us into his little cult. You understand when you see him live, it's a whole different ass experience, yeah. bro. Like he's he's on that spiritual shit. I feel like I don't know. I feel like leaving a comedy show. I feel so energized. I want to go do some fucking stand up. Like I feel like you leave a rap show wanting to rap. Some sometimes, if depending on who you are. 
You leave, I'll leave a comedy show like. My name is Sam, and I'm here to say. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if I dropped a single and that's how I started it out. I trust you would hit him with the. All right, we're going to do it before before you leave Philly. (laughs) But yeah, dude, like, I've left comedy shows feeling mad energized. Mm -hmm. Like, I saw Adele Givens on my birthday. Fire, amazing. Another like a top tier middle aged black woman. She started her shit off talking about Bobby Womack. She said, This nigga Bobby Womack talked too damn much. This nigga Bobby Womack talked so damn much. By the time he done talking, you're going to be across 124th or what is 124th Street or whatever the name of that song was. But that shit fucked me up, bro. That shit came out of nowhere. Like, uh, who else did I see that had me like. When really? I did I did the Drumwork Fest comedy show this mm-hmm. year for Conway and I told a joke and had the entire theater booming. It was me, that Erica. That sounds like an ethereal experience. It was me, Erica Duchess, K Dub, and Brandon Marshall. Story. Did you have this recorded? Yeah, I do have nice. it recorded somewhere. You should definitely show that to your kids. And I have a I did a joke. I ended on a joke about a movie and they did not like the joke and I had that whole theater booing me. No, and I was fire. like, that shit's the craziest thing experience. <laughs> Can you get booed in music? Hell yeah, dude. They I seen Riff Raff get booed in Philly. Yeah. I, I I fuck with Riff Raff. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying I saw him get booed in Philly. You like Riff Raff? I think Riff Raff's pretty fucking cool. I do have a funny story about Riff Raff, though. What's your Riff Raff story? This nigga tried fucking... <laughs> Bro, I'm, at the, I'm fucking at the Mad Decent Block Party. You ever been to any of those or heard of them? I know of them, yeah. I'm at, I'm at the one they had at the fucking Penn's Landing. I literally just got out of prison... And I go straight there, and now I'm chilling with Asheroff, and we're smoking a blunt in um, Sidebar. There's like this this portly this portly man, this portly black man, this big fat nigga, <laughs> and he's dancing like I'm talking like this nigga's going in, and there's a literal line of women who are lined up. To like dance with this nigga, like he'll do like a D Mac, and then he'll do like a super D Mac, and then launch them off his belly. And the women were lined up to get launched off this guy's belly from the super D Mac. And I had it recorded, and I was showing it to Asher Roth. We were sharing a hearty chortle over that shit. And this nigga Riff Raff taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "Hey man, can you take a picture of me and my lady?" I'm like, "Nah, bro, my phone is." My memory is full. He's like, you sure you can't do that for me? I'll give you my personal email so you can send it to me. I fumbled the bag, y'all. You can't, <laughs> I imagine, fumbled the bag, y'all. Imagine the Sadu. Bro, imagine if I came out the gate with Riff Raff, bro. No. Like, what? Imagine. <laughs> what? Imagine. Bro, yo, you got to get that. At the time, I'm like, yo, who is this fucking neon wrestler <laughs> behind me? And then, <laughs> so many people copy that shit now. Oh yeah, he, like, yeah. He really bro, you way see, more. You see influ- these shades, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, your whole outfit right now is a riffraff playbook, bro. <laughs> Yo, this man, bro, and it's crazy. Like, um, so me and Asher, we're smoking. Riffraff like taps me on the shoulder again, and he's all like, "Yo, man, can I, 
He's like gesturing towards my blunt, just like, all right, bro. Give this man my blunt. Well, here you go, Riff Raff. You can smoke the blunt with me. <laughs> so Riff Raff got no weed. Bro, no, bro, no weed. I'm like, bro, like, what are you doing, bro? Like, you just got booed. Now you're trying to fucking smoke on my blunt and shit. I don't even know you like that, bro. I forgot like, we were talking about being booed. <laughs> I showed him I showed him grace. I showed him grace. I let him hit my L. He started chiefing that drum, bro. Damn. Like, I mean, he ain't had no weed, so I get it. We all better than that. Yeah, I, I definitely have taken more pulls than was allotted. Are you? <laughs> have you ever had someone call you on the puff puff pass shit? Mm -hmm. Puff nope. puff pass, motherfucker. Yeah, puff, that was puff 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 pass. Yeah, it's mostly mostly my girlfriends more than anybody else. Really? Yeah. Nah, you got. I hope they're ex girlfriends after that shit. Yeah, they are all. Of them. As soon as you say I, I'm hitting the weed too much. No, no, like. Cause I do be chiefing, bro. I ain't oh, and they're like, "Can I have they're a like, hand? Can I hit that?" Oh, I'm like, I oh shit, my bad, babe. <laughs> Are you a psychedelic dude? Uh, not as much as I used to, but I used to be heavy into the psychedelics for sure. You ever do DMT and shit? That's my main psychedelic uh choice right now. It's crazy how many people do it. I I started the podcast after a trip. Um, did you do I a pen or did you do the powder? Powder with a Fuck shaman. Yeah. Yeah, but a shaman is really just a dude who does a lot of drugs. Yeah, I was about to say, a lot of people, I used to be a shaman. It's not, yeah, it's not yeah. really. What's the, what's been so many, like, you have any crazy DMT experiences? Uh, one time I did DMT, and then I put, and then I, uh, I did DMT, and I put my VR helmet on, my <laughs> Oculus, and I just kept doing different things in the drawing, just to see what the fuck, just to feel something. <laughs> bro, I was smoking so much. I don't mean to laugh at that. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you laughed. I'm glad you laughed too, because I didn't know. Because like at this at this juncture in my life, I'm sleeping on my couch in my own house, even though I totally have a bedroom and a VR <laughs> and a VR, and I'm just like, bro, I smoked so much DMT that night that like I was like babbling non English, like I sound like a sim. And oh. I like heard myself talking. Boop, boop, boop. Like my friend, man. I, you like, went to the bathroom mush. and it was all pixelated. You're like, what the fuck? I didn't go anywhere, happened? bro. I went from the couch to the table, from the couch to, and then I thought, like, wait, why don't I just bring the DMT over here so I don't have to keep getting up? And then I smoked, uh, bro. I did this one John where I was like, I guess maybe I was paragliding or something, like wingsuit niggas was wing jumping out of airplanes and wingsuits. So I'm one of these niggas now. And I'm like looking around. These niggas just like fusing and merging into the sky and shit. And then I went to motherfucking, I went to Greenland. Yeah, I went to Greenland. And I was in like a fucking kayak going through the ice caps. And the ice caps is like connected to the sky torrentially. And it was all these fucking alien faces and shit. And yeah, man, DMT VR. <laughs> that should be an Oculus ad right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They should give you a free pen with the fucking psychedelics and virtual reality definitely go hand in hand. Can you, can you fix this drama? I feel like if I'm on mushrooms, I can't be playing video games. I can't be 
watching movies. Like, I need to be in nature. My brain is fried, so I need to be, like, stimulated. Be, like, I need, like, some crazy... Like, you need I, to feel something. I, 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 went, I used to take acid and go to 3D movies. That shit was awesome. Like we went the first time we did it, we went to go see Kingsman. I don't know if you ever heard oh, of this. Oh, that's movie. a fire movie. Mind you, we didn't know nothing about it. We just went to go see it, and then when all, oh, I don't even want to spoil. Actually, no, it's been out for fucking years. If you haven't seen it, it's on you. When all the heads exploded at the end, oh my fucking god! Imagine being on acid seeing that shit. Yeah, bro. that's crazy. You In three D. You know what the movie The Whale? The Whale. Oh, dude, did you watch that on acid? I watched it on mushrooms Why would you on do a date on a first date with a girl. Dude, that sounds like Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> the Whale. I think I would have rather watched. You should have watched Trumbo. Have you heard of The Whale? It's Brendan Fraser just plays like a 500 pound guy. It's his comeback movie. He's gonna like, he's gonna kill himself because his daughter found out that he's gay. And like, it's just a sad, sad movie about I think him it's a really eating strange... himself to death. And I went on a first date on Mushrooms to that movie and it was horrible. Yeah, that sounds like a terrible John. Yeah, we and we, when you're tripping that hard, you can't leave. You kind of just have to buckle that into whatever me experience. When, yeah. That kind of reminds me of when my mom took. She was like, "Oh, we're going to the movies. Like, Dope. What are we going to go see? Amistad." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no psychedelics, but like definitely, I was. Bro, the whole bit I got booed at at Conway's festival was about going to see the boy in the striped pajamas in the movie theater. They didn't like that? They did, well, not because I was talking. No, they didn't. Uh, <laughs> you gotta, you no. gotta swing it. You just gotta. <laughs> no, the joke is funny. No, no, exactly. You just that. gotta. You just gotta. The joke is about fucking. Um, I was at a strip club during quarantine, mm -hmm. and there was plastic up around the stage. And all I could think about was the boy in the uh, straight pajamas. Uh, it's a better bit, but that's what it was. And they did not like that shit. Yeah. Doing DMT and VR sounds like too much, though. Nah, dude, it was just enough. Did we talk about music? We didn't talk about music at all. No. What's the next shit you're dropping? And then we'll wrap this shit up to uh, plug. Do you have anything to plug? No, no. I'm happy we did this. <laughs> you have you done you did you haven't done you said you did like two interviews or something before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate you letting me pull up, bro. Yeah, man. It's funny, funny guy, man. Funny guys, we gotta stick together, man. Maybe you'll see us doing comedy sometime together. Yeah, we'll do like a movie, a stoner movie. That would be fun as fuck. We gotta do a sketch or something. Yeah, That'd dude. be funny as fuck. Take full advantage of TikTok. Yeah, Yo. get those. Yo, check it out. Everybody, this is my this is a call to action because I want to see if anybody's gonna actually fucking do this. You know how motherfuckers have get rich quick schemes? I got a get rich forever scheme. Okay, what's the most one of the most famous songs in the whole wide world? Rick Astley. Close. Michael Jackson's beat it. Very close. All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Every single year, that song gets so much spin. She's she could feed she could feed a, a small village in Africa off of the royalties from that song for decades, a generation even. I posit that anybody that makes a Christmas song is going to have access to infinite royalties as long as society doesn't fall. 
And now with TikTok, now with TikTok, people doing their fucking little remix videos and trends and shit, somebody's got to come up with the new Christmas song and they got to put their joint on TikTok. Let's my first single be a drill remix to All I Want for Christmas is You. Yo, bro, <laughs> honestly, that's that's it right there. We going that's viral, it. baby. That's it. We going viral, baby. Yo, shout out Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> Dr. Mantis Toboggan, we going viral. Oh, that's my rap name. Yo, Mantis Toboggan. <laughs> Yo, bro, 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 Mantis Toboggan. Crazy, bro. Yes, bro. You're about to hear this Christmas drill. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Me and, and my man Toboggan, and I'm here to say. <laughs> <laughs> Cut, print, dynamite. <laughs> like and subscribe. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah